Hello everyone, welcome back to the Almost There podcast. You guys have no idea, I have been waiting to share this episode with you. I have a very special guest, Emma. She is here from Tulip Cowboy. Um, She is a local influencer, I would say. She might not call herself that, but here in Portland and she does some amazing floral designs. So everyone, Give a big welcome to Emma from Tulip Cowboy. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yes, of (laughs) course. And this is our first time meeting. Yes, but we had some charcuterie. Yeah. We hit it off. We hit it off. We talked about LA. Right. I love it there. Yeah, I know. And I'm loving the like nails. These are very cute. thank you. Are they fake nails? Oh yeah, they are. They're the Apres gel. Is that like a press-on thing? It's Yeah, but you like cure it with gel. <gasps> oh, cute. Yeah. I love the stars. She has one hand is white and one hand is black and her thumbs are like stars. Those are really cute. Thank you. I'm obsessed. And like your tats are really cute too. <laughs> I <laughs> have been planning to get some more tattoos mm. and I'm going to get the name of my podcast like right here on my forearm. Cute. Um, but it's been, I mean, almost there has been a saying for me like forever, mm-hmm. kind of like this post-college pre making it big kind of like phase of life Mm -hmm. and it's like okay (laughs) yeah it's like there's always like the next thing that you're going to be like going after and so I feel like it's just a good reminder to like always keep yourself like in check and then I feel like you're gonna love this okay (laughs) and I hope that I don't steal your thunder by doing this but I have I'm very well known for also cowgirl boots oh and I have red cowgirl boots, and I'm getting a little red cowgirl boot tattoo Cute. on my arms. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So Obsessed. I'm going to Denver with my family two weekends from now to visit my little brother. He goes to college out there, um, and he's like, we should get sibling tattoos. And so we've been talking about it for a few months now, like planning it, and it's finally going to happen. So Is he going to get a boot? Also? No, he's not. Oh, he's okay. gonna, he'll, I mean, he's very granola, so he'll yeah. probably get, like, <laughs> mountains or a tree or something like he that. He gets, like, a boot, but it's not ironic. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah. no, he's not. I mean, we kind of do come from, like, yeehaw country, but yeah, neither of us are like that. Like, yeah. I feel like I wear my boots in, like, the fashion sense, and they're just mm-hmm. kind of, like, a reminder, like, be bold. Like, it's fun, and I've had them forever, and it's fun because now they're, like, trendy, And so I'm like, this is cute. Like, I can be a city girl wearing my boots, but Mm -hmm. also, like, if I need to go home and wear the boots for other occasions, then I can. Yeah, multiple uses. Yeah. Obviously, I've gotten to know you a little bit, but for the audience, Mm -hmm. you want to give us a little little intro to who you are? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm from Eugene, uh, Oregon, just like two hours south of Portland. I grew up there, and I went to college at Oregon State University. And then when I graduated um, in 2019, I moved up to Portland and I worked in marketing for about a year until the pandemic. And then, like a lot of us, I feel like I reevaluated a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of in that time, Tulip Cowboy was born. So I started spending a lot of time out in flower farms when it was like very thick in the pandemic. Mm. Um, and just making my own arrangements at home, which was something I really enjoyed. Um, so yeah, I'm a floral designer, mm-hmm. I guess, <laughs> uh, here in Portland. And I'm a Taurus. Mm-hmm. Cancer moon. Leap okay. rising. All right. Yeah. Um, I have a confession. Yeah. I don't know anything about that stuff. Ugh. Okay. So you it can goes either way. Like yeah. Either someone's like, okay, I really know you now, or people are like, I know nothing about you. But. Yes. Well, my friend Abby, the girl who we were talking about mm-hmm. earlier, she is like super into that yeah. stuff too. And so she's like, like, what's your birthday? What's your so I've like told her all this stuff, and like every time I see her, she tells me something new about me, and I'm like, Do you this know is yours? cool. I'm a Scorpio, but I don't I know like. The all moons like all, and all of, of my best friends have Scorpio in their birth chart. Oh, yeah, and my mom is a Scorpio, and we're very close. Okay, yeah, maybe it's foreseeing our friendship. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so you like started going to flower farms. How does someone even go about that? Because I feel like just day to day, I would never be like, I want to go to flower. I mean, maybe like I feel like the like basic like people are like sunflower fields, yeah. but like. I don't know. Are there a lot of flower farms around here? Or, like, how did you kind of get into that? 
Um, there's actually a good amount, like, on Savvy's. I think when I was growing up, we were big U-Pick family, so, like, we would mm-hmm. U-Pick berries. Like, mm-hmm. every year with Gusto, my mom would always make, like, a bunch of jam. Mm-hmm. And so, I feel like in the summer, if I'm ever, like, mm, I don't know what I'm doing, or, like, what should I do... I, like, am very prone to looking for something to you pick. Yeah. I just feel like it's a nice way to, like, use your hands and you're outside, but you're doing something. Yeah. Um, and I love flowers. My mom, like, gardened a lot when mm-hmm. I was growing up and always had flowers in the house. So, yeah, I think I was just Googling. I think the first place I ever went was Topaz mm-hmm. Farm, which is on Savvy's, and they have a beautiful field. Um... There's a couple even, like, urban farms in Northeast where, mm-hmm. like, people have a bigger backyard and they do a flower farm. Um, yeah. Cool. Is that how you source a lot of your flowers now? Like, still going out and, like, picking or is there, like, distributors? Yeah, well, so there's, like, a wholesale flower market, which okay. is essentially, like, Costco, mm-hmm. but for flowers. And within that, there's, like, one section of it, which is called like middle market it's essentially where like all of the local ish growers mm-hmm. um like sell they have like a little booth essentially mm-hmm. um so yeah especially like in the summer I've only been doing this for like essentially one season yeah <laughs> so you know when I started it was winter time and pretty much everything was imported that you wanted to get but yeah. it's been really fun you know learning about doing it on a larger scale this summer when I can buy like everything from the middle market when it's local and they always just have really fun interesting stuff there yeah yeah okay so I know that you said you did a lot of you said it's called you picking yeah that's cute I never knew that that was like called that yeah I feel like I had gone like blackberry picking with my mom and little brother before like on trails by our house but never Mm -hmm. like went to a farm yeah yeah I mean there's a place by us called Apple Hill which is like notorious for fall people drive from all over California Mm -hmm. for it and I mean it's just a ton of apple orchards and so Mm -hmm. then you can go pick apples and stuff so we always would do that but I've never done like flower picking but what would you say is like your earliest memory that kind of like sparked your love for flowers um good question I don't know about my earliest but I do think the most substantial was that summer of 2020 um after I had lost my job because of the <laughs> pandemic and I was on unemployment and honestly just like spending a lot of time thinking about things and um yeah, going out and picking that summer, and then I would come home and make arrangements in my backyard um, just to have, like, out on the patio. Mm-hmm. That was, like, a really sweet, I feel like, kind of formative time that um, probably, I would say, is, like, the biggest reason why, when I was thinking about, like, what else I would want to do, that I thought about doing flowers. Mm. And how did you come up with the name Tulip Cowboy? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, everyone always asks that, and I wish it was a better story. Uh, originally, it was going to be called Lovely. That was my first idea, but then it just felt, like, increasingly generic. (laughs) And I was trying to get, like, a URL and, like, an Instagram handle, and they Mm -hmm. were all taken, so Mm -hmm. I was like, Lovely underscore and all this stuff. And then I was on a random name generator of all things just putting in like random mm-hmm. <laughs> random flower names and like adjectives and nouns and whatever and I was sitting with my brother and reading them out loud and as soon as I said it we were both like wait that's like actually pretty cool um and then when I was kind of like making the logo right after that I was like okay yeah like this is it and I just felt very certain yeah yeah I mean it's so fun like yeah I don't even know how I came across your profile to be honest I think um Emily from Foodie Snitch Mm -hmm. I think she had shared something of yours and she was also like you two were like the first like people I feel like in Portland that I started following her I was like Mm -hmm. this is fun like I didn't know if there was gonna be like a cutesy girly community here but Mm -hmm. I feel like both of your pages like made me feel like that and like feel like comforted even though I didn't know you guys um, but yeah, I just came across, I mean, all of your arrangements are stunning, but then I was like, your branding is like 
killer. I was like, this is so cool. And it's so much fun. And then you have like the floral rodeos. And I was like, this is just like awesome. So it's like so fun to follow along. And I know like you've created such a cool community. And I'm just curious, like how one, like how did you kind of start that community if you only started like last December and like kind of how has it grown since then? Yeah, um, I mean, definitely a big part of everything that's happened online. I think I worked with a lot of influencers early Mm -hmm. on. Emily was one of the first people that I had reached out to Mm -hmm. before I even had, like, business cards. Her, um, Claire Most, who is really great, too, and Matreya, um or the first three and they were all girls that I followed like on my personal page like since I had moved to Portland mm-hmm. um so yeah I had emailed all of them like I said very early on before I had even like made a website or made anything and essentially just said you know I have this idea and I'm starting this and would you be interested in maybe like receiving some flowers and talking about how we might do a partnership together mm-hmm. and flat. <laughs> Flowers are just a very easy thing, I think, to build a community around and market because, I mean, they're beautiful Mm -hmm. and it's, like, easy to connect over them. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it doesn't feel so much like you're selling something. I feel like it's more of, like, a giving profession, even when people are, like, buying them. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they were all just so sweet and generous, um you know, when I was first getting started, um, just with like how they would share and it really whooped it. Like it didn't feel transactional at all. Like Mm -hmm. I think when we first discussed it, there was this way that it was sort of like, okay, we'll do this trade in exchange for posts and bouquets and whatever. And yeah, it ended up just kind of being more of like a friendship partnership than really something so you know, business oriented. Um, and they all just have like really engaged communities themselves Mm -hmm. and yeah. Yeah. I think that's really sweet. I mean, I think that's a, like a great way to go about it. And it's funny because I feel like that's kind of like what I did with you where I was like, I'm not anything big, but like, I love your work and like, I can really see that it's like made a difference in our community and like I'd love to just like sit down with you and hear more about that and I think that that's like so reassuring to hear because I think so much like nowadays you like hear influencers and Mm -hmm. you're just like there is so much being promoted Mm -hmm. and like thrown in our face 24 7 but like that was something that I feel like drew me to you and a lot of these other people like and I think in Portland too I think the culture is just like more calm like Mm -hmm. people are just like themselves and they're like yeah if you don't like me go follow someone else you know and so anyways yeah I I feel like you have like just fostered this like let's be friends like when you like follow me like I feel like a friend of yours even though I didn't know you before this so I think that that's really sweet (laughs) that's nice yeah I do think that Portland's influencer community is really more of a community than in a lot of other places like Mm -hmm. when I think about what it would have been like to build Tulip Cowboy in another city. Like, I don't even know how possible it would have been to create kind of, like, something like what happened here. Mm-hmm. Influencers and people. Like, I just feel like there's a group of people in Portland who are, yeah. like, much more inclined to come together Yeah, to support small businesses or like right. connect in that way that I think in other places maybe not so much. Yeah, I've I've felt that so much when I moved here and I think it really shocked me because I feel like being from California, you always hear like shop small, support local. Like mm-hmm. I feel like that a lot of places like say that, but I feel like it's really like carried out in Portland yeah. and I think people are so much like you're not com- you're not competing with other people. No. Like it's like oh, you have this really cool passion and I also have this cool passion or it's something else and, like, everyone is just, like, there, like, supporting each other, which is, like, the best thing ever. And I think, I mean, I think, like, Portland as a whole has been so beautiful to me. I think just, like, the people, like, 
I think for whatever reason, it just gets, like, the worst rep <laughs> in the media. Yeah. And I, like, moved here, and I was like, this is, like, the most magical city. And I've lived in a lot of cities, and yeah. I was like, this is the most magical city I've ever lived in. And I think just, like, I mean, it's, like, food community. There's, like, so many, like, beautiful things to see in nature. And, like, everyone is just, like, so friendly. And everyone is just, like, I feel like accepting of everyone. And Yeah. yeah it's really sweet. So speaking of community... How have you kind of like migrated your business from online to offline, like in the sense of community, like with the floral rodeos or like working with other bigger brands? Yeah, um, the floral rodeo was a very off the cuff idea that I had um, just randomly (laughs) one night where I was just imagining Yeah, a way that people could, like, meet up. And I Mm -hmm. think especially last winter when – I'm trying to remember the timeline of all this now, but, like, I feel like the mask mandate had, like, just recently kind of lifted and Mm -hmm. there was a way in which people were just, like, moving towards wanting to be out more. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so I – I think I just emailed Leanne, the owner of Wild Cactus, um, on Division, and that was a shop that I had done some work with around Valentine's Day, and just kind of, like, loosely been, like, I have this idea, but I don't really know anything about how it would work yet, Mm -hmm. like, would you be interested maybe in, like, hosting it Mm -hmm. there, and Wild Cactus is a really, have you been there? No, I haven't. Oh my god, I love it. (laughs) It's, It's just really cute, and they have their own kind of, like, community Mm -hmm. Um, so it just felt like a really good fit and she immediately was like yeah of course like we'd love to Um, so we we really didn't know anything about how it was gonna work Mm -hmm. Um, luckily my mom had like a lot of folding chairs at her (laughs) office and so I was like driving to Eugene to get folding chairs and I like bought tables ordered like random stuff from Amazon um and then when we put the tickets up, it sold out within, like, 45 minutes, mm. um, which was a really great feeling because I remember I was really nervous about how they were going to be received. Yeah. Um, and so then we ended up deciding to put up a second night the following week, um, and it just kind of went from there. And then, actually, a lot of the work that I've done with brands um, came from those yeah. <laughs> first two floral rodeos because... A girl who was in attendance at the first one uh, came with her coworker, and they both work at Dr. Martin's. Okay. And later on, I did a little bit of work with them with their DIY dogs initiative. Mm-hmm. And then one of their partners worked at Patagonia. And okay. <laughs> that's how I ended up working with Patagonia to do an event there over the summer. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I honestly feel like everything that has happened has been in one form or another like came from the events and just like word of mouth in that way yeah Yeah. oh my gosh that's so fun I I mean I love event planning too I feel Mm -hmm. like if I wasn't doing interior design I would do event planning Mm -hmm. and so like seeing all those events I was like oh my gosh this is so fun and all of the ones that you've had, I haven't been able to come to. And I was so yes. frustrated for the next one. Yes. You know I'll be there. Okay, I would love that. But it's so funny. I was going to talk to you offline about this. But I was like, whatever, I'm just going to do it on here. But I was like, <laughs> I was like brainstorming like upcoming events, you know, like as I mm-hmm. grow the podcast. And I was thinking about Valentine's Day. And I had no idea that the first floor rodeo you did was around Valentine's Day. It was actually in April. Oh, okay. Um, but I, so I opened Tulip Cowboy the middle of January. Okay. And so it kind of like led right into Valentine's Day and I did a couple pop-ups. So that yeah. was like my first in-person, I don't know if you'd call it an event. It was a pop-up shop. Right. At a couple places around town that yeah. weekend prior. One of those was at Wild Cactus. Okay. And then in the aftermath of that, um, I think Leanne and I started talking about it, you know, mid-March or something. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. But I was thinking, I was like, how fun would it be to get someone, like, to get a few, like, food vendors and a few shops and a few vintage places and, mm-hmm. like, 
your florals and then we mm-hmm. did like a session with my podcast and like did like cute. a little event yeah. and I was like like a little Valentine's Day thing or That's something so, so. anyways yeah. I'll talk to you more about it after because yes. I just was thinking like this weekend I took to myself which I never do mm-hmm. as you can tell I'm like extremely extroverted mm-hmm. and so I'm with people like 24 mm-hmm. 7 I was like I feel like I just need a weekend to like reset and think and so I was just like dreaming and just was like okay like what can I do in my community because I want to be like as someone who's new here Mm -hmm. I mean I think it's really hard to make friends generally as an adult yeah but then I was like okay like I work in the creative community like as an interior designer already like Mm -hmm. I have a podcast and like I've started to connect with people and so like how can we bring people like all across Portland like whatever you are like together so Yeah, I think that it's really encouraging, actually, how much people want to do that. Yeah. You know, and I think when there's a space for that to happen, Mm -hmm. people are, like, really excited to do stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, like, especially, like, I was joking about the, like, whole, like, girly community, but I Mm -hmm. feel like, like, I just, like, live for that type of stuff, Mm -hmm. and I feel like so many other people are like, oh my gosh, like, I want to go to something cute but they just don't even know where to start yeah. or like people want to like host like yeah. people at their houses but yeah. it's like okay how do I even begin to host like or feel self-conscious about it and mm-hmm. so like making people feel comfortable to go out and meet people but then like walk away with some like tips to like help them in their own life in yeah. that way yeah one of my favorite things actually about the floral rodeos is that people really do make friends there yeah like <laughs> It makes me so happy, like, just because, like, it's normally communal seating, so, Mm -hmm. like, people will come, a lot of people come alone, which I Mm -hmm. also love, like, people will buy one ticket and come and link up with, like, two other people who are there as friends, people exchange numbers, like, they all take pictures of each other, it's really sweet. Oh. I know. That's cute. (laughs) It's really cute. Do you have one planned soon? I actually have one next Tuesday. Okay. Are you going to be back from L.A.? Next Tuesday, yes, I will. You should totally come. I should come. Yeah, yes. yeah. I'll oh send it to you after this. Okay, yeah. Um, and then that's the only one I have on the books right now. But I think I'm gonna do them at least monthly, and then mm-hmm. I think December, probably we'll do like wreath making, something Cute. festive. Yes, yeah. love that. Yeah. Cannot wait for Christmas. I know. <laughs> Do you have, like, a secret sauce to paving the way and not falling to the industry standard? I know that feels like a very, like, you have to decode (laughs) that question. (laughs) But, like, I mean, in the sense of, like, the types of arrangements that you're doing. And I think just, like, you feel very approachable and fun. And I feel like, how did you create that, basically? That, thank you. That's really nice. Um... I I don't know. I mean, I think partly I started Tulip Cowboy to fill a place in my life that, like, I wanted to. So, mm-hmm. like, connecting with people at the events uh, and online is, like, it just makes me so happy. Yeah. You know? And so I feel like everything... there's a way in which I created a business in which I would be my own target audience Mm. does that make sense and so everything I do I'm like do I want to go to this like would I like this would I have fun I mean obviously everyone creates stuff that they like Mm -hmm. um so you know really I just like think about what I want to (laughs) do yeah um and yeah I've been lucky that other people you know want to do that too (laughs) yeah no that's so good I feel like as it's so funny that you say that because I've been like, okay, I need to make more like marketing material for mm-hmm. my podcast because I share a lot on my stories and my Instagram, mm-hmm. but I wasn't sharing a lot of like feed posts or reels. And then like, I don't have TikTok. Now I have TikTok yeah. as of yesterday, wow. but Welcome I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm just like, I was just doing it for fun. And then yeah. I was like, okay, this is actually something that I like really like and I'm getting a lot, lot of positive feedback within my own community and so mm-hmm. I was like I feel like I want to share it with more people now yeah. that I've kind of like established a good like base ground mm-hmm. um but I feel like it's so daunting to just like start and yeah. like I mean for context I've worked in social media and marketing 
also, mm-hmm. like, for years. Yeah. And so I'm, like, very familiar with how everything works, like, have worked, like, doing TikToks and, like, Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat for every other business. But, mm-hmm. like, when it comes to yourself, it's, like, yeah. how do I promote myself? Like, I didn't feel... For a while there, like, I had a separate Instagram for my podcast, but I was, like, this just feels, like, it just didn't feel authentic to me. Mm -hmm. Like, I was, like, I feel like a podcast is so much a part of, like, yourself. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. literally just talking. Yeah. (laughs) And so I was, like, it feels weird to have, like, a separate brand for that. And so I was, like, I ended up deleting it, Mm -hmm. which was, like, a really big step because I know that that's not, like, super normal. But a lot of the podcasters that I follow only have their, like, main account and just kind of, like, simultaneously share the content. So I've been asking myself that question all week long, like, what is the content that I would like to see on my page that I would interact with? Like, what are the videos that I would like or, like, go to someone's page and, like, look at? So, yeah, trying to figure that out, but... I honestly, too, just think that, like, the internet is so saturated now. And you could literally kill yourself trying to figure out how to do it in a way that's going to be, like, quote, most appealing or, Mm -hmm. like you know get you where you want to go and I I feel like you really can't even be goal oriented like you kind of just have to be like okay this is me this is what I'm doing if people like it they're gonna look at it and if they don't then they can unfollow me yeah like you said earlier like it's just like if you don't want to follow me then don't yeah you know like you there's no way to like please everyone or even understand what people want I feel like you just have to be like okay yeah (laughs) this is what I'm doing so yeah like read more yeah if you want (laughs) yeah no that's a I mean that's it's so funny because I'm like I always say that I feel like I'm so encouraging to other people and then when when it comes to myself I'm just like what do I want to do you know it's really hard when it becomes like an extension of you yeah you know it's hard to receive criticism it's hard to quote not be liked Mm -hmm. like literally on instagram like you put something out there and you're like oh this wasn't received well and it feels like people aren't receiving you well because you're like putting yourself into what you're creating Mm -hmm. but yeah I'm trying to remember who told me this but someone who like works in the creator community said this to me that they were like you just can't, it's inevitable that people aren't going to like you Mm. and you just can't spend time making content for people who don't like you. Yeah. It's sort of the same thing as like when you go out and meet someone and like almost the more you try to make someone like you and like the more you become preoccupied with like how you're being perceived and like Mm -hmm. what you're going to say, the like weirder it gets. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. (laughs) And the like, just like more insecure you feel, the more you think about like, if, if that's your end goal, Mm -hmm. like, is it going to be liked? You kind of just have to like, sound so cliche, be yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Be you. (laughs) Yeah. And just trust that the right people will come. But yeah. Yeah. That's reassuring to hear. Yeah. Okay, tell us about Flowers for Portland. Mm, okay. <laughs> um, Flowers for Portland was is a collaborative project between myself and my friends Logan and Cody, who own House of Lupin and Fresh Cut Flowers events, respectively. Um, so we all kind of connected through Flowers mm-hmm. um, earlier this year and just all got on really well and would go out together and whatnot and had this idea um honestly just as like a way to be creative together and have fun of doing a public installation yeah and so we kind of went out looking for a location we were originally going to do the first one on Belmont and then we were out to dinner on the east side and it kind of occurred to us how much cooler it would be to do it on a bridge you know with the city and so Mm. we decided to do it on the Burnside Bridge Mm -hmm. um so yeah again kind of the same idea as when the floral rodeo started like there was really no thought or planning that went into it like we went to the flower market we bought a bunch of stuff randomly and then (laughs) You know, all of us, like, work out of our home, so we're in my garage, (laughs) like, 
listening to Beyonce <laughs> on Cody's phone, just building a structure out of wire and putting stuff into it. Mm. Um, yeah, and we put it up really early in the morning, and Nicholas, who is a friend to really great photographer, came and photographed it. Um, and then <laughs> we all went home because we'd been up since like five in the morning or something. Yeah. And I drove back just a few hours later and it was gone. Uh, <laughs> it was gone? Yeah, it was, it was <gasps> up at seven and like gone literally by 11. Like oh. no trace. Like what? I know we still don't know what happened to it, but regardless, we put it up and it was so well received, mm-hmm. which was really nice to see. Um, and yeah, inspired us to do another one, mm. which we did outside of Cinemagic, um, with a little bit more thought, but still, it was yeah. <laughs> again just like kind of early morning, you know, just get up and do it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, like I said, I think the community has like really loved those, and they're a big thing, like in other cities, like flower flashes that'll happen. Okay. But I hadn't seen anything like that in Portland, so yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought it was super unique, and I I liked how you, like, chose... I mean, I think, like, a bridge is something that, like, we all interact with a lot, especially mm-hmm. in this city. Yeah. I mean, it's known for its bridges. Yeah. But it's, like, you wouldn't think to see something, like, stunning there or, yeah. like, out front of, like, a theater. Yeah. No, it's a nice, like, juxtaposition between, you know, beauty and the mundane. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, you just see flowers up... And I think it just makes people, like, it helps us all romanticize our lives a little bit. You know, like, you walk down the street and you see it. Yeah. That's the one thing, though, that I wish is I wish people had more time to have seen them. Mm. Because both of them were, like, up and down pretty quickly. But Mm -hmm. the photos are both were great. So, yeah, they live on online. (laughs) (laughs) Who or what is your dream collaboration? Ooh. Um, I don't know if I have a dream collaboration. Um, I don't know if I have a good answer to that. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, I can just skip that question. Yeah, okay. Okay, Okay, how do you see Tulip Cowboy evolving? Hmm. Also a good question. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Honestly, I mean, the whole thing has been pretty random (laughs) in a lot of ways and kind of like I was saying about like creating the events like mostly just been trying to have fun um and just do kind of whatever makes me happy so there have been time periods where it's like events weekly Mm -hmm. there's a couple months where it was like events every week and then kind of took a step back from that and I was doing more like styled shoots um I do really love, like, the set design and styling photography aspect, mm-hmm. um, so I think I would like to do more of that, mm-hmm. you know, coming up, but also I love the events and, like, getting to meet people and yeah. spend time with people like that, so hopefully more of the same, but, yeah. you know. More of everything. Yeah. <laughs> Just more. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, now that we have talked about Tulip Cowboy, I'd love to talk more about, like, city girl life. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, So, what's your favorite thing about Portland, the city? Oh, okay. Um, Probably proximity to nature. Mm -hmm. I feel like I grew up in Oregon, and Mm -hmm. so, like, it's hard for me to imagine living somewhere where that's not true. Yeah. Um, I just think I'd be uncomfortable somewhere where like you couldn't just like go outside and enjoy yourself um so maybe that's my answer but maybe let me give you one more answer (laughs) perfect um no I'm pretty sure that's my answer okay yeah great yeah are you like a granola gal or are you like I just like to go hiking sometimes and like just know that it's there 
I hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't classify myself as granola. I'm no, I'm a casual hiker. Okay. Yeah, I'm a walker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, I went on this hike from hell with my friends this summer. Um, oh my gosh, I th- it was I think it was called Abaqua Falls. Mm, I don't know. Um, it's by what is the one that's like seven waterfalls called? Is that Silver Falls? I also don't know. Okay. So I guess I'm like well, confirming there's like a, that yeah. I'm not a hiker. <laughs> <laughs> there's some really well-known hike, I think, that has like seven or eight waterfalls on it. Uh-huh. Um, and I also, like, because I'm so new to the area, I could not tell you where mm-hmm. these are. I know it's like out towards like wine country, but I feel like everywhere here is wine country. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I know for sure the hike that we went to was called Abaqua Falls. And you go down this like crazy... So you you drive out there, it takes you like an hour and a half to get out there, and then you get to this like dirt road, and it's like super rugged, and there's like potholes that are like two, three feet deep, mm. like just like dips, <laughs> and my friend was like, okay, and I was with a ton of girls who are like very avid hikers, mm-hmm. and I do not own a pair of hiking boots, I would like to buy some, mm-hmm. but I was like, they're like, oh, it's only like a two mile round trip hike, mm-hmm. and so I was like, cool, I'll just like wear my converse which was yeah not the best yeah (laughs) worst choice of the day um so we get to abaqua falls so we get to the entrance to it and it's not like a super well-known hike but Mm -hmm. apparently it is known for being like everyone's least favorite hike they've ever done oh i find this out like later on because i talked to like five people who had like horrible experiences there too oh my god so we get there, and my friend Kim is like, my car literally will not make it down the rest of the road, and we were still, like, a mile and a half away from the trailhead itself, mm-hmm. and so we're like, okay, like, we'll just walk, it was fine, it was, like, early in the day, so we're, like, walking down, and we see a snake, and so then mm-hmm. we all start freaking out, and we're like, oh my god, like, that was just, like, a scary way to kick it off, so we're mm-hmm. like, whatever, it's fine, so Kim, my friend, she was turning 30, and so she's like, I want to do, like, one last, like, hike hoorah before mm-hmm. we, like, go out and get food and whatever. So we're like, okay, sure. So she picked this one because it was supposed to be, like, a challenging hike, but, like, a short hike. So yeah. she's like, I feel like everyone could do it. So it's one of those hikes that has, like, ropes. So you have to, like, hold, like, climb down the side of this, like, I would almost say, like, a vertical drop. Oh, my God. Um, and, like, hold a rope. So, like, that's, like, the main portion of the hike, like, mm-hmm. just, like, getting down. <laughs> So we're climbing down this, like, rugged terrain, and, like, that is, like, what we thought was going to be the worst of it. Like, Mm -hmm. it was, like, super hard to get down, and then to get to the actual waterfall we were going to, you have to hike through the riverbed itself to get Mm -hmm. there. So we hiked through this riverbed. At that point, we had seen two other snakes, Mm -hmm. so we're all, like, freaking the fuck out. We're like, oh, my God, like, what's going to happen? And we get to the waterfall. It was, like, stunning. I'll show you a video of it after. Mm -hmm. We're like, this was awesome. It was, like, totally worth it. We're, like, swimming around. There are, like, other people there. And we're, like, cool. And then we were, like, how did all these people do this hike? And, like, a lot of them, because there were, like, some kids. Mm -hmm. And some people were, like, we literally just had them, like, in our backpacks and carried them down. Mm -hmm. So on our way back up, because it had taken us so long to get down, even though it was only, like, a mile down, it was, like, very rugged. Mm -hmm. Um... We were like, let's just take a shortcut because my friend Amy had been there before. And so little did we know we were about to get lost and we take this what we think is a shortcut. It looked like a trail. So we start climbing up this thing. It's like actually vertical. So we're like climbing. We're like hugging a tree branch Mm -hmm. and like crawling up the tree branch to get up to this like what we think is like the trail. And we get up there and it's just like this ledge that like overlooks like the waterfall area but it mm-hmm. took us like a while to get up it sure. so then we're up there and we're like oh my gosh and we're like completely lost at this point mm-hmm. and so we're like okay well we know we can at least like we know that we're parallel to the rope area that we came down on so we're mm-hmm. like but there's no way we could get down because we just climbed up a tree to get up there which mm-hmm. was so dumb like why did we think that that was a shortcut in the yeah. first place so we're like, okay, well, it's fine. We'll just, like, cut across. But it was, like, like I said, it was, like, vertical, basically. Yeah. So we were like, well, I guess we're just going to have to hold on to the ferns and branches and whatever. So my friend Amy, like, goes first. And she's lowering herself. She puts her hand on the sledge. 
and there was this huge red snake, like, literally, like, right next to her hand, and she's like, absolutely not, so she, like, jumped, and, like, at that point, she was already, like, halfway there, so she just, like, jumped and, like, made it across, and so then she started going, and then our friend Michelle, oh, our friend Michelle had gone right before Amy. So Michelle was fine, didn't see the snake. Mm-hmm. Amy went, then that's when the snake thing happened. Mm-hmm. So we had seen, like, four or five snakes already. Mm-hmm. And then this. And we were, like, just freaking out. And mm-hmm. we, like, started hyperventilating. We were, like, oh, my God. Like, we're lost. Like, blah, blah, blah. So it took me and Kim, like, a solid 30 minutes to get past this snake. Because yeah. then it was, like, just staring at us. And it, like, had this weird position where it was kind of, like, out. And we were, like, mm-hmm. is it going to jump? And there was no other way because it was, like, a ledge, like, a yeah. drop-off on the other side. So we were fine and I ended up making it through. And then, like, climbed through all these leaves and, like, made it back up to the road. And then we were, like, we have another mile and a half to hike mm-hmm. back to the car. Yeah. And we were out there, like, all day. Oh no gosh. food. We shared... um two water bottles between all of us because we just didn't prepare like we just thought it was going to be an easy hike yeah and so then this like nice family like had seen us struggling and like everyone there was struggling like everyone on the hike was like this is crazy and so they like let us ride in the back of their pickup truck up to our car and so we're going up and then this car bottoms out in these like not our car but the one in front of us bombs out in these like those huge potholes that i was talking about yeah um and so we had to help push their car up this hill oh my gosh and anyways it was just like the most traumatic hike i've ever been on and every other person who i've talked to who's been on this hike has like some crazy story associated with it so no i know not to go yeah but you'll see the waterfall and you'll be like do i want to go but i know there's other waterfalls around here that look like it but yeah maybe less traumatic that was my crazy my craziest hiking experience here wow yeah (laughs) Okay, I know that I that was a sidetrack tangent, I but it. I was like, it was a I cra- needed to know. Yeah, it's a crazy story. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's your favorite thing about Portland? The culture. Oh. Um, I feel like everyone says this, but I love how just like casual Portland is. Mm-hmm. I'm very prone to like leaving my house, like wet hair, Crocs, sweatpants, <laughs> like whatever just to like go to the grocery store or like go do whatever I have to do and I feel like no one even looks twice at you yeah and we were just talking about LA like <laughs> literally I feel like when I'm in LA like I wear my Crocs or whatever to go get coffee and I'm just like mm, I don't I mean I feel like to an extent no one really cares what you do anywhere but yeah in Portland especially like I just feel like everyone is uniquely anonymous and yeah. that you can just look like anything and people will just like look the other way yeah 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 i mean portland is known for its weirdness so i feel like you see everything yeah. here so. it's very freeing because yeah. you can just like go outside and just be like it's mm, gonna do me yeah <laughs> no one's gonna like take a second look at a croc yeah and just like whatever it's fine yeah <laughs> um what's your go-to spot with drinks with friends Ooh. Um, probably Lulu on Grand. I love Lulu. I, love it. I know. Yeah, Lulu's so great. Um, my friends and I go to Bar West a lot. Mm-hmm. Haven't been to I, that I guess, one. like, for dinner. I mean, like, okay. just, like, to go out, mm-hmm. like, going out. Um, I mean, either. Okay. Um, just, like, pure drinks. Drinks only. Lulu... Scotch Lodge. Haven't been there. You should go. It's so good. Um. Yeah, I don't know what other bars I go to. I feel like if I'm like going out, I'm like, let's just go to Lulu. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it there. Also, like the Sandy Hut is really fun. Um, or the Vern. Yeah, I just, see. Yeah, I'm like so new here. I'm like, I need to go to all of these places because I haven't been. Yeah, the Vern is on um, Belmont, and that's a really fun spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also love anywhere that has like arcade games, <gasps> fun yeah, like pinball or something. Yeah, activity. Is there in. one that you know of? Well, there's like ground control. I've heard of that. My yeah. coworker's been there a few times. Yeah, and that's a fun spot. But like the Vern, for example, okay, has like game machines. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I should check those out. I feel like my go-to's 
I don't even know if I necessarily have a go-to. I mean, uh, I've been to Pink Rabbit a few times, mm. and that's fun. Yeah, that's a nice place. Um, and then Abigail Hall is another one that I really like. Mm. That's more, like, low-key. Yeah. I feel like. Like, yeah. that's, like, if I'm, like, my roommates and I just went, went there for, like, a couple cocktails on, like, a weeknight, which yeah. I feel like is more, like, the vibe there. Yeah, for sure. Um, I've been to Lulu, but it was with, like, my boyfriend and, like, his friends, so mm-hmm. it wasn't, like, a cute vibey mood it was like mm-hmm. we had, it was just kind of like one of the places we went so i yeah. feel like we didn't spend a lot of time there but i yeah. know they go there a lot but yeah yeah anyways yeah. glad i have a little list yeah. i have a list myself of like all these portland places that i want to go mm-hmm. but now i have someone else to tell me more yeah so okay what's your favorite place for brunch Ooh. you know i'm not a huge brunch person because i hate waiting in line mm. um like, I just will, I just don't want to wait somewhere yes. to eat. Like, I'd, I'd rather just get coffee and make food at home. But yeah. um, I do really like Cafe Rowan, mm-hmm. uh, like, on Colgate and mm-hmm. Cesar Chavez. Okay. That's a really great place, and I love their sandwiches. Um, And also Bastion. I just moved into Selwood, mm-hmm. and Bastion's, like, right by my house, and I swear to God I've been there, like every day almost (laughs) they're not open on monday and tuesday and every monday i wake up and i'm like (laughs) uh and they have really great brunch i'm i don't eat gluten and so both of those places do like all gluten-free oh really yeah that's good yeah so Mm. probably those two yeah are my favorite Mm. yeah i went to screen door recently and i really liked that place Mm. but i feel like that's a pretty popular one i feel like I feel like maybe, it's, like, kind of, like, famous in Portland. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, oh, I'm pretty cool. sure it was, like, on Portlandia. Oh, fun. Yeah. I actually have never seen that show. Okay. <laughs> but I should. <laughs> There's some good stuff in there. Um, also, this is literally all these questions. I'm, like, what are your, like, go-tos? Because yeah, I just, like, want to know from someone who's lived here. But what would you say are the best stores in town for shopping? Like, new or, like, a vintage place? Ooh, um, vintage. I really like the Selwood Union, mm-hmm. and I think they also just opened one in the Pearl. Uh, Urbanite actually, like I think they have really good clothes there in some sections. Wild Cactus, obviously, mm-hmm. you already know I stand. Yeah. <laughs> um, Valley Studios also has really great vintage curation. Yeah. Um, and some like new products. Mm-hmm. Um where else do I shop? I sometimes go to like Adorn mm-hmm. um on Division. And that's a really good place to get like dresses if you have an event or something. Good to know. Yeah. Um yeah, lately I've mostly been going to Selwood Union. Like I said, okay. I just moved, and so it's, like, right over there, yeah. and they have a lot of really fun stuff. Yeah. Have you yeah. ever been to Hollywood Vintage? <gasps> oh, my go. gosh. You should go. It's okay. this crazy – it's almost like a market. It's, like, gigantic. Mm-hmm. It's, like, a big warehouse, and there's all of these different vendors inside of it. Mm-hmm. Um, It's super cool. Okay, cool. It's right by – I don't know what the building is called. It's, like, the Zipper Building. Like, if you've heard of, um, like, Tropical. Yeah. Is that how you say it? Yeah. And then there's, like, the pizza place next to that. And then there's... I would just have to Google, like, what's in this building. But there's basically a building that looks like a big zipper. Mm -hmm. um, And it's right next to that. You drive by Holly Vintage, you can't miss it. It's, like, a big pink and red building. Right, yeah, on Sandy, I think. Yeah, it's cute. It's literally five minutes from here, which is probably why I've been so much. But I love it. It's fun. Good to know. What are your top three dinner spots in town? Ooh, tough. Because I love going out to dinner. <laughs> um, Jacqueline is probably up there. I take this question very seriously. Okay, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, my top three places to go out to dinner. Well, okay, maybe I'll put Bar West into mm-hmm. this category. Because I feel like whenever my friends and I go out to dinner, we go there. This is a really hard one for me. <laughs> yeah. I love I mean, going out to eat. And so I yes. feel like I try new restaurants a lot. Um, and Portland is 
such a foodie city. Mm-hmm. I just saw some post that was like, Portland was rated number one foodie city in all of America. Yeah. By some new, I don't know who the publication was, but I was like, yeah, I believe that. <laughs> yeah. I like Angel Face has good food, interesting food menu, like potty, good spot for Thai food, Friendship Kitchen, great takeout spot, mm. baby doll pizza, gluten-free pizza. These are all places I've heard of but haven't been to. Yeah. There's there's too many restaurants in this city. I know. I, I feel like I could decide. just go on. Yeah. I don't know that I could pick a top three. Yeah. But yeah, no, I love going out to eat and Portland's like a really good yeah. city to do that in. It's so fun. Yeah. I just went to Noble Rot, which mm, is like a rooftop. Have you heard of it? I have, yeah. I apparently it's been around forever, mm-hmm. but it was stunning. It's here on the east side, and I'm trying to think what it's off. It's off Burnside somewhere, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's right by Hippo Hardware. It's cool. like right across the street from that. I look it up. Um, amazing food, stunning views of like the city. Cool. It was like really dimly lit, mm-hmm. like good music, wine. I mm-hmm. was like, oh, I love this place. I have to come back. I love that. Yeah, it was fun. Okay, what's the cutest park or nature spot in Portland or like Ooh. close by? Um, the cutest, probably the cutest would be the Skidmore Bluffs. Okay. In my opinion, mm-hmm. just because it's like a view, mm-hmm. good place to watch the sunset. Mm-hmm. I have been going to Oaks Bottom a lot, which is like the nature reservoir mm-hmm. that's in Selwood, mm-hmm. and that's like a really nice kind of walk. Yeah. Also. Yeah. Yeah. I go to Mount Tabor a lot because mm-hmm. it's like ten minutes from here, and it's like the best at sunset. Everyone yeah. like sits on the hill for picnic. True, that's a cute one too. It's great yeah. for like a. I mean, you see people like walking, biking, like with dogs. Like there's just mm-hmm. I feel like a mixed group of people there. It's always really cute. Yeah. Okay, what would you say is the best food cart pod here? Oh, the sushi burrito cart. That is behind someday. Mm-hmm. So I'd probably say that or Ruthie's, which is right next to that. Mm-hmm. And that's also behind someday. Yeah. So if I go to a food cart pod, it's because I go to someday. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. um, the, what's it called? The Hawthorne Asylum. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That one is really fun. I've yeah. been coming to that because, like I told you, I have family in Portland. Mm-hmm. And I've been going there, like, with my cousins since we were young. And so every time I come to Portland, I, like... If I've come on, like, little trips, I'll take my friends there. Because I'm like, it's just, like, cool. Yeah. It has, like, I don't even know what they are. Like, what's that called? Like, steampunk, like, robot-y characters. Like, for, like, the trash cans. And, like, it's just, like, unique. I think it's just, like, steampunk. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. And then there's um, the Knob Hill food carts, which is actually right next to my new work. So, do you know where the Phuket Cafe is? Yes. Like I in do. Northwest 23rd. Yeah. yeah. Um, my interior design studio just bought, there's like a house mm-hmm. there, like right next to the food cart cafe and this food cart pod. Mm-hmm. It literally shares the fence with this food par- food cart pod. Mm-hmm. And it's a super cool, like modern building with like a, like a rusted, like steel fence. It's like stunning. Wow. And so we're about to take it over here in November and start renovations cool. and then we'll move in in like January or February, which I'm wow. so excited for. Congrats. Yes, thank you. Um but yeah, I like randomly one day just was like, I need to go to a new food cart place and so I just mapped to that one and I was mm-hmm. like, no way. This literally shares like so the wall cute. with our new office. So, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, super cute. Okay, last food question. I guess it's not food, it's a drink, but what's, like, the best... Are you, like, a coffee or a matcha person? Or chai? Coffee. Oh. Okay. What's, yeah. like, your best coffee spot in town? Or, like, favorites? I'm very partial to the heart coffee on Woodstock. Mm-hmm. Um, I lived in Woodstock since I moved here until mm-hmm. very recently, and so I went, like, every day. Mm-hmm. And I just love it there. I love the guys who work there great vibe probably that's my favorite um keeper is really nice also Mm -hmm. I go there sometimes I don't know I've I've been so devoted to heart coffee (laughs) that I feel like honestly I have like tunnel vision like I 
am not joking when I say that I went there every day and that was the only place I went. So yeah, I would recommend. Okay. I'll go there. I go to Sister's Coffee a lot in the Pearl. Mm -hmm. It's cute. It's a good place to go to like work. Like sometimes my bosses are very chill about like go out like working especially because I work in design they're like go and put yourself in a creative environment yeah and it's like a suit have you been there before no oh my gosh it's so cute it's like a really pretty environment it's like all wood so like the all the walls are like wood paneling Mm -hmm. and then like the front counter has this like beautiful like curve in it Mm -hmm. and like the countertop it's i'm like it's crazy that i know this the Mm -hmm. countertop is like a dark gray concrete and then like the bottom is also like wood paneling but it's like not overwhelming it's like very Mm -hmm. like vibey and there's like big windows it's super cute and their drinks are so good okay fun yeah sister's coffee in the pearl in the pearl okay the original one is in sister's oregon oh cute yeah so they have this one too but very good they have like lots of fun different like my favorite thing for a while was the rose city matcha Mm -hmm. and it was like a rose flavored matcha Mm -hmm. i don't drink coffee yeah so that's my like thing oh have you been Um, to t-bar no i haven't oh my gosh okay i've also done a good amount of work with t-bar okay and i just love them and everyone who works there is so great but Mm. uh they have such good boba and really great matcha just a great spot great vibe a lot of locations but I went through a phase where I was, like, very dedicated to the jasmine boba with oat mm, milk. Yum. It's so good. That's, like, that's like my treat drink. You okay. know, like, midday, like, you want to get, like, a treat or something. Yes. That's where I go. Yeah. Okay. Tea good, bar. Good tea destination. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah, yeah. I'm a tea person. Yeah. I don't have anything against coffee, necessarily, but I just never, like, got on the coffee hype. Yeah. And I feel like when I was younger, my parents would always joke, like, every adult gets addicted to coffee like when they're in like college or Mm -hmm. they're like studying like everyone is like that's where it stems from so I was like I'm not gonna be that person like Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna like fight through it and then so now whenever I drink coffee I get like the worst headaches because I'd never drink it yeah so I'm like a matcha chai all the way I love it always iced yeah (laughs) yeah okay that's enough about food and drinks (laughs) um What's your, I mean, getting into the, like, fall vibes, what's your Mm. favorite fall activity in the Portland area? I don't know that it has, like, much to do with Portland, but I do just love, like, the change in seasons. Mm. I think that's something else I really, like, enjoy about living in Oregon. It's, Mm -hmm. like, it's very palpable, you know, when it starts to shift and the leaves change and, Mm -hmm. like, there's leaves on the ground and stuff, and so... It is a really nice feeling when you're, like, out walking and you feel, like, the chill for the first time and, yeah. like, the leaves are changing. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't... Is that, like, a qualified yeah. answer? Yeah. Yeah, it definitely does. <laughs> it's not an activity. It's more of, like, a vibe, but yeah. still. Yeah, I love a good fall vibe. I yeah. didn't get that a lot in California. I'm sure, I mean, yeah. more NorCal. Like, I'm yeah. from, like, close to Tahoe mm-hmm. area, so, like, it definitely happened there. Yeah. But, like, SoCal... We were like, if it got slightly foggy one day, mm-hmm. we're like, let's go. Like yeah. we we're like hyped. Yeah. And I went this weekend. I did like a little solo date to the Japanese gardens, Cute. and the leaves were like just starting to turn, mm-hmm. and it was so pretty. I and I was like, I didn't go like in the peak of it, mm-hmm. but it was like there was like the subtle hints of like orange and red. Like some of the trees were fully orange, and some of them were still green. But yeah. It was like so pretty. Yeah loved it what's like your go-to activity to do in portland like if you're like i have a free day i know Mm. this is something that i love to do Mm, probably like go out to eat Mm -hmm. honestly like my perfect portland weekend day i would probably go get coffee if it was a sunday i'd read the new york times which i love to do on sundays (laughs) I love New York Times. I know. I'm such a New York Times person, and my brother is, like, a big Wall Street Journal uh-huh. reader, but it's okay. <laughs> we forgive him. Coffee, paper, maybe brunch. I know I said I wasn't a brunch person, but, like, a casual brunch. Mm-hmm. Art museum or bookstore, I think, mm. is really fun. Yeah. Um, a couple of weeks ago, actually, my friend and I went to the art museum and then we went to Powell's oh cute and that was a really good day yeah um, so 
So I'd probably say, like, some combination of those things. Yeah. Yeah. What does a day in the life of Emma look like? Ooh, I wish I knew. <laughs> uh, it changes a lot depending on, like, what's happening around mm-hmm. work. Um, like, if it's a day that I have an event or, like, a shoot or a big project, mm-hmm. I'll normally get up pretty early and go to the market, the flower market first thing. Yeah. Come home and do, like, all the prep work, kind mm-hmm. of. I have two cats that I love, so Cute. I'll be spending time with them cooking when I'm home or you know grabbing a bite we kind of touched on this earlier but I'm just curious like do you plan for the future and if so Mm -hmm. like how do you plan for the future but also live in the present because I feel Mm -hmm. like sometimes at least for me like when I start thinking about the future sometimes I like lose track of what I'm doing Mm -hmm. not in like the actual physical world but I feel like mentally I'm just like get so stressed but I'm just curious like if you get that way or no yeah for sure I mean I think everyone gets that way a little bit I think that I try my best to keep an idea of what I want the future to look like in my like peripheral but I mean there's a way in which you like really can't plan Mm -hmm. you know because you never know like what's gonna happen or if you're even gonna want the things that you think you want so I feel like it's nice to have like a vision Mm -hmm. that kind of like keeps you in line with how you make choices every day but I wouldn't I'm not like a five-year plan person (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah yeah like I have an idea of what I want my life to look like and I do my best to make choices every day that Mm -hmm. I think reflect that how do you make adult friends Mm. or like when you moved to Portland did you one did you have friends here already yeah and then like how did you meet people outside of that? Yeah, well, so, like I said, I went to Oregon State, and a lot of my friends that I made in college were from Portland mm-hmm. and moved here after. So I do have, like, a really good core group of friends mm-hmm. who I went to school with and came here with. But besides them, I really found it hard, borderline impossible, really, to, like, make friends until I started mm-hmm. Tulip Cowboy. Mm-hmm. And that's been a really nice way that I think I've, like, brought into my social circle. Yeah. But, yeah, it's hard. I mean, I think there's just not a lot of spaces to do it. Yeah. And it's sad because I feel like everyone wants to make new friends. Yeah. But, like, there's some kind of barrier to doing that. So, yeah, I mean, all the new friends that I've made recently have been through work. Um, Whether it's, like, other people in the floral community or just other creatives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like for me... I mean, it's been a mix of things. It's been, like, friends of friends. Like, that girl, Abby, was, like, uh, the big to my, like, next-door neighbor at home, Mm -hmm. Emily. Like, they were, like, sorority sisters. And I was moving, and Emily was, like, oh, my gosh, literally my best friend lives in Portland. And, like, her, me and Abby have just, like, hit it off. And it's been so fun. And then, like, same thing, my friend Kim, who I was Mm -hmm. talking about, her aunt is one of my mom's best friends. And I was moving, she's, like you and Kim are, like, the same vibe. Like, you guys should hang out. So that was really good. And I feel like those still are, like, my two closest friends here. And then other people, like I was saying, like, Shannon, who I met at the Mm -hmm. Emily Henderson event. And, like, there's another girl who I met there. But, I mean, yeah, I feel like it's been really hard, honest. Like, moving to Portland has been the most challenging thing for me in, like, the friend department. Because I feel like... I mean, when I moved away to college, you make college friends. And then yeah. when I moved to Scotland, like, I made friends because I was still in college there. Yeah. There. And then moved to L.A. And in L.A., a lot of my coworkers were my age. Yeah. And so we all got super close, like, mm-hmm. besties for the restie. And then, like, all of their friends. So, like, I feel like I just, like, had always people. Yeah. And then when I moved here, it was the first time where I was, like, I don't know anyone except for my aunt and uncle who are, like, in their 60s. You know? It sounds, like, cool. Um, And so I feel like it's definitely been challenging, but I've been, like, I feel like it's been a good challenge for me because I just hadn't spent a lot of time, like, prioritizing myself. I feel like I'm such a giver. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I was always, like, doing a bunch of stuff, planning a ton of stuff with other people, but now I'm, like, okay, I'm really getting to know myself while I'm here, Mm -hmm. and then, like, slowly making friends, and, like, also being okay with, like, 
if I meet someone and they're nice, but I just don't feel like we jive, like, being cool with, like, okay, I don't have to be best friends with them. Whereas before, I feel like I would have, like... Trying to cling a little bit. Yeah. Like, be like, okay, I feel like I have to be friends with these people. But, Yeah. yeah, I feel like I've, like, slowly built my community and like I met people also like I started going to a local church called Bridgetown Mm -hmm. which apparently is like one of the cool churches in Portland (laughs) (laughs) it's like younger people and I've met a lot of really sweet people there and so I'm like okay but still like all pretty new to me so I feel like I'm still like on that journey like trying to figure that out yeah and I'll see like funny videos about it on like Instagram or TikTok they're like, just go up to that girl in the gym who looks nice. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know if I could do that. Like, maybe, but yeah, we'll see. But yeah, I think it's cool that, like you said, like you've made friends through Floral Rodeo and yeah. like, you know, having your online business. I think that's yeah. awesome. And that's kind of like one of my goals for the podcast, too, is to just like make people feel like they have friends. Like when they listen to me, mm-hmm. I want to feel like a friend to them, but then yeah. also like, other people through my community which has already started to happen which I think is like super cool but Mm -hmm. okay what are your hot girl habits (laughs) and this Um, could be anything to you that you're like I love this for me this makes me feel super good when I do this Hmm. okay I definitely like my nighttime routine Mm -hmm. I'm like journaling and then reading before Mm -hmm. bed in combination Mm mm-hmm it's always good. It's easy to, like, get into a place where you're, like, working at night or just, like, doing shit on your phone. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, definitely when I can unplug at night, I think it's a really good habit for me. Walking, mm-hmm. you know, with intention. Yeah. <laughs> a hot girl walk, something like that. Um, yeah, I mean, any way that I think I stick to routine just, like, yeah. helps me feel more like myself. And so yeah. it's just, like you know getting good sleep waking up walking to coffee like using my planner probably Mm -hmm. actually is a big one that I like feel like I stay with myself yeah when things are hectic uh I love taking baths totally a bath person I just took a bath on what day was that I'm like today's Monday no it was Friday night yeah and I was like I'm gonna have a Friday night in like I'm not going Mm -hmm. anywhere like and I took You'll see we have, like, a beautiful, like, clawfoot tub mm-hmm. in there. Took a bath, got a little, like, bath bomb. Yeah. And I was, like, I feel so cliche, but I was, like, this is I know. amazing. It's a really nice way to, like, have you time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would say those are my, like, top. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. My top choices. Great. Okay, well, we are nearing the end of the podcast. So I'd love for just, like, I mean, this is, like, a big takeaway question. But, like... How would you, like, give someone advice, like, how to thrive in your 20s? Like, what would you say? (laughs) It's like, don't know that I'm qualified. (laughs) Um, How to thrive in your 20s. Maybe accept that you cannot thrive. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's a hard time, and we're all kind of, like, getting to know ourselves. Mm. Self-compassion probably is, like, the only way which I struggle with (laughs) still but yeah I think just like letting things be what they are even Mm -hmm. when they're not what you want them to be Mm -hmm. and just knowing that they're gonna change yeah yeah that's great yeah (laughs) I think that's a great piece of advice well, thank you for coming on. Oh my gosh, thank you for having me. <laughs> yes, we of course need to plug the socials, the mm-hmm. website. You want to tell me all the deets? Yes, it's at Tulip Cowboy on everything and just www.tulipcowboy.com. Great. Yeah, make that very easy. For yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening. That has been another episode of the Almost There podcast. We're almost there. <laughs>